0: Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tiamanini. On today's episode, I'm in conversation with somebody whom I'm going to go ahead and guess that anybody listening to my voice right now has seen multiple times, dozens of times, perhaps even hundreds of times, whether that was on stage or probably more likely screen. I'm in conversation with Danielle Ferland, who started her career as a child actor and first came to many musical theater fans' attention as part of the original cast of Sunday in the Park with George. She originated the role of Luis in Sunday, and then went on to create the role of Little Red in Into the Woods. She has since been seen on Broadway in many other shows, including The Crucible, A Little Hotel on the Side, A Year with Frog and Toad, and All My Sons. And coming up this weekend on Saturday, May 20th, and Sunday, May 21st, over at The Green Room 42, she's actually going to be making her solo cabaret debut, which just absolutely boggles my mind. In our conversation, I ask her how this could possibly be true given her decades in the entertainment industry and specifically in musical theater. But we also talk about how difficult it is to finally do something like this after having been in the business for so long. We get into the impact that Sondheim has had on her life and what it means to her to see not only into the woods but the character of Little Red continue to impact people this many years later. We, of course, will have information on how you can get tickets to see Sing for Your Ghosts, which is the name of Danielle's show, at the Green Room 42 this weekend in the show notes. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Danielle Furland. Danielle, my first question, the press release for this concert has me very confused. How is this your solo concert debut? I just, that boggles my mind that in your entire career, this is the first time you were doing something like this.
1: Um, you know, I don't, I, 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 that's a really great question. I have guested in a lot of other people's concerts and done a lot of things for like 54 Below with Sondheim on clubs, etc. But no, I have never done my own piece. I, I really don't have an answer other than I feel, you know, I've thought about it for a very long time and I always knew when I did it, it would be more like a solo performance piece. You know, I, I sometimes shy away from playing myself. <laughs> I would rather play a character, which is I think why I'm an actor. Um, and, you know, like I said, I think it's timing. I think it's just, sometimes things happen when they're right. And then sometimes you don't realize how much time has passed while thinking about something. And then it just, you know, comes to be.
0: So why was this the right time? What, what was it about this point in your life, this point in, you know, the life of any performer coming out of, you know, a shutdown and a pandemic and everything going on in the industry? Why was this the time to be like, okay, I'm going to be me, get up on a stage and do a solo concert?
1: Well, that's a really good question. I mean, first of all, I, I think my intention when I started was maybe to do some other kinds of characters or not myself. I didn't really know what it was going to be. And I hope I answered your previous question. No, yes. I don't really, it, it's so odd. I think sometimes you blink and all this time passes and you think, oh, I, this is something I want to do. I'm not, and I'm really not opposed. It's just, it takes a certain amount of, you know, initiative to be like, I'm going to put this out there for myself because it's, you know, it's driven by me. And, you know, I've been noodling it for a while. And then, <clears throat> when the Green Room 42 reached out to me, Ben Rimmelauer in particular, and said, you know, have you ever done something? Because you're someone I would love to, you know, have. And I said, well, this just might be the kick in the butt that I need, because I've been writing a lot and doing a lot of putting a lot of things together. And I said, you know, sometimes you just need a little push. And I said, this is the right time. And then in terms of my life, I mean, I, you know, things happen, there are losses and gains. And I just think, I just it felt like I think what I'm saying right now and what I'm talking about wouldn't it wouldn't be the same if it was two years ago or even two years in the future. You know, it's like sort of based on where I am mentally right now. And um, definitely a lot of stuff comes up, you know, throughout that happened throughout my career and throughout my growing up in show business. But, you know, it's all, you know, trying to keep it all in perspective. And I just feel you know, when he said it, it just felt like the right time. And it felt like if I put this date on the calendar, I have accountability. And it will be something that will really I mean, sometimes that's all it takes. You know, when you're sort of thinking of something, what is it that gets you to like pull the trigger? Um, And I'm really grateful for it, because it's been a really fascinating experience kind of, um, you know, putting it all together.
0: So as you sat down, whether you were and you said you were writing things before this, but when Mm -hmm. Ben Ben came to you and said, I want to do this and you said, "Okay, it's now time. How do you go about figuring out what you want to expose of yourself on the stage? Like you said, you've been, you know, in the public eye, in show business for the majority of your life. We've, you know, thanks to. PBS and you know VHS tapes and DVDs. We have seen you literally grow up um, and many generations have gotten to see you as a child and then now all the way into adulthood. But where do you start? Do you start right. at the beginning or do you say, I want to I look somewhere else? Like, I, that just seems like such an overwhelming exercise to kind of go through.
1: Thank you for pointing out why I'm so stressed. You know, it's true. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm I'm laughing because it's been a very stressful experience it's not all not not even stressful but it's hard because some stuff you dredge up like whether or not you realize it at the time is emotional or whatever but I completely get what you're saying because I said I can't it can't be everything I can't be all things to all people but I said you know I'm just gonna I, I I really don't even know I like think of funny things or like things about that I just want to express I'm like this is my time to say them And then just working with some other, I'm working with a really great friend of mine who's a writer and she's, you know, just, just helping me pull stories that I feel I can put into some kind of an arc. And then it really started as separate little snippets. And I was like, okay, what is the through line here? What is making itself apparent to me? And what music, because the music really flows out of the dialogue. It's not just like song snippet, song snippet. You know what I mean? It's like more of a show with music. And I feel like it's, um I said to myself, it can't be, I can't think of it as an absolute finished product. I have to think of it as part of the greater whole of who I am. I can't talk about everything I've been or everything I've done, just like you said, like, how do you choose? And I have to, once I sort of let go of that, and it still scares the crap out of me, like to think about, well, what are you know what what if this is the wrong thing? I just don't think there is a right or a wrong answer. It's just a decision. And I feel like, you know what? If I do it again, I can add or take away. I think I'll be tweaking right up until curtain, you know, And I want to think of it that way. I think of it as a work in progress, and that sort of frees me up to feel like, okay, the things I've picked because they were my instinct to put them in, that's what I'll stick with. And then when the through line sort of made itself apparent, I tied it together, and I you know, sort of added some stuff. And I was like, this is good for now. This is where we'll, this is, you know, this is exactly where I am. And it's where I'm meant to be. Does that make
0: sense? Absolutely. And that's a very, you know, forgive me for pointing out, you know, maybe something that is obvious to listeners, but uh, that's a very Sondheimian way to look at it. I think, you know, looking at, at any piece of art as a, really? a, as an unfinished product and that you're always working and always, and always tweaking that uh, seems very Sondheimian to me. You would be the expert on those things, uh, obviously, but.
1: Is mean, anyone really an expert on well, Steven Sondheim? though? He's, I mean, you know, whatever, but I, I, I appreciate that because I'm, if that's not the way I always felt like it's hard because you know, you're there's an audience, right. And you have to think, what do I want to say? How will it be received? Will people like it? And I have to really doing this. I've had to let go of some of that. And it's really scary. It's very, very frightening to think about what if nobody liked it? Like I just, it's the first time where it's all me and I feel like everybody there pretty much is there, I think to see me because there's yeah. nobody else in the show. Yeah. So I have, I, it's a risk, you know, and it's not easy. It is, it has been really, you know, I think about it all day, every day. So that's fun. Um, but yeah that's just more food for thought
0: for you there. Yeah. I mean, when you think about this, people coming to see you and and you've had this long career on both stage and screen, but I think for a certain sector Mm -hmm. of fans, they still think of you as a young actress from these things. Like I said, where these are, you know, Sunday in the park and into the woods are things that people still continue to watch. uh, I mean, myself included. So is, is there a, I guess, how does that play into this whole idea of trying to wrestle with what part of you you're going to put up there? Because knowing that some people might see your name and think of you still as, you know, the child that they know from these DVDs, even though those were decades ago. I mean, how does that play into who you are in this show?
1: Well, I mean, I talk about it. I talk about being younger. I talk about me now. I don't really like I don't think I try not to smack people over the head with it. But for me, it's my life. You know, it's like I live a very full life, and I feel like I, I get that. Like you have to sort of accept that some people are gonna have an idea of you or relate you to something. And you know, there have been a lot of other you know productions of Woods and *Sunday*. You know, so it's. I mean, I'm obviously so grateful that there are people out there who like me, but I. I mean, I think I I talk about it in the show, I talk about what it's like to be a human being in the business, because that's really what it is. Like, it's about how it formed you, how it affected you, you know, because it was all a lot of it was during, you know, formative years, you know, when sure. you're young stuff leaves an imprint, you know, positively and negatively in some ways. And, and I'm, you know, and I do, like I said, a lot, I do sort of go through this, you know, whole Journey about a bunch of different things that are that sort of touch on that without giving a lot away, you know. It's um, you know, and I think it's all in the details too. It's like there's vignettes and things that are, you know, I just re re you know visited so many memories that you know I didn't even remember, you know, like stuff that I was like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that. It's really brought out a lot of these things that I'm really, I'm kind of liking re you know exploring that so. Yeah. I mean, I it'll be interesting to see what happens <laughs> because I don't know it's coming up. I better get ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: You don't have that much time. Um, But obviously, anytime no, you don't. do a show like this, you want people to learn something new uh, about you. Uh, I think that's probably one yeah. of the, the reasons you do this. But it sounds like to me, from what you just said, It sounds like you perhaps might be learning things about yourself or maybe even learning things that you'd forgotten, not just, you know, the actual facts of things that happened to you, but maybe putting those into context and into who you are now as well.
1: No, you just nailed it. It's very true. And it's like, you know, you remember, you didn't even remember that you forgot them. It's a a part of you, but you don't think about it kind of in the current sense or the broader sense, or it's not like right at the tip of your brain. So it's like kind of delving into all these sides of yourself that you knew were there and, you know, have affected you and created, made you into who you are, but you don't really explore them. Some you do and some you don't. I mean, some people don't ever do that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm a pretty, I feel like I'm an emotionally tapped in person. I'm not like shy about that. And I, I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve. And I think regardless, that's kind of what's going to happen. And yeah, I definitely feel it's brought a lot of stuff, to light into the forefront of my brain that I really just, that, have, that, have, you know, really informed me about who I am today. Definitely. I'm agreeing with you <laughs> on that. <laughs> well, um, and it's been, like I said, it's been really interesting, very up and down in terms of that too, of course. As you
0: piece together a, a show like this, and as you look at the, the totality of your career, as you said, a lot of this is songs coming out of the stories so does that mean as you Mm -hmm. look through the set list is that mean you were going to have a lot of songs from your career or is it more of songs that you may or may not have a connection with but reflect the actual emotions of your career rather than the or emotions of your life rather than just these are i did this song in this show that i was in
1: yeah, no, definitely the latter. I mean, I'm not really revisiting a ton, but, you know, there'll be some surprises, I'm sure. And it is all about, like, the action and where it is in the story and how that in, how that feeds the tale I'm telling. Like, some of them really are just snippets within scenes. And like I said, it's not like just all dialogue. You know, it has a, there's a lot of music. But it really is more about um, and, and by the way, I, everything I'm singing, I have somewhat of an emotional connection to even if it doesn't seem it, I'm like, Oh, this is just something I remember. And then I'll sing it. and i will be like, Oh my gosh, I forgot that this affects me in this way. Cause this happened at this time. So it, it really is all tied together. But, um, yeah, I mean, and, and there are things I thought about doing, I'm like, all right, at this point, I'm not going to put that in. I'll like save that for another time because at some point you have to say, all right, it's in a week I better you know lock it in um that hasn't happened yet by the way and it's a couple days but you know like I said it's going to be tweaking right up until the thing and I'm going to have a binder I mean for sure there's no way I mean it's just it's just going to be the way it's going to be and I don't need a disclaimer or anything I don't think people do that so we'll see (laughs) that should be fun
0: yeah and you obviously you only have a certain amount of time Uh, you know it's not like you can push everything and you've got to pick you know what what lends itself to the story that you're telling um in the in the exactly. present yeah in in all of the information about the show you know it talks about kind mm-hmm. of diving into and it's called sing for your ghosts which can be ominous right. but also cathartic it sounds like a little bit as well but <laughs> it talks about this being a a a, a jaunt through self-discovery and, and laughter and all of the right. things that go along with being not only in New York in the '80s, but being a child actor in New York uh, in the, in the '80s. Yes. So, anytime someone uses the word "jaunt" in a press release, that interests me because that puts together like a different kind of vibe for for what you're going in. It, what does that mean to you? Because you don't hear that often when you're talking about a cabaret event.
1: I know. First of all, I I love that you like singled that word out because you know that was something where I was like sitting there with my husband, who's amazing. I am there. I have two kids too, but like, we're, so we're sitting there and he's like journey, you know, cause they asked me for language for the thing. And I'm like, it's not really it's like journey, like so boring, you know, or like, so, you know, and I was like, oh, it's like a, I said, it's more like this like thing that just popped out of my brain. You know, it really, that word it really works for me because that's what I feel like. It's like, and what I told you is this is before when I said, this is how I'm feeling today. Cause often I yeah. feel that that's what it is. Like if you do a show, it's going to change night to night, especially like this, just based on where you are in your brain and in your heart. And I feel like that's what it feels like to me is this like quick, like fun, like little side or like, you know, like side journey or side, like when you're on a trip and you're like, that looks cool to the right, you hadn't planned on it, but you're like, oh, cool. Let's do that. That shouldn't take that long. And it looks like it'll be really fun. It might be a little dangerous, but let's just go for it. You know, like a little detour, you know? So that's sort of how I feel about it, um, and I love it when I have a mem- something pops up in my memory and I just start laughing hysterically. And it's just it's so funny because I'm you know, a lot of times that happens, and I'm really grateful for that for sure. But um, does that answer the question yeah. for you? Because I feel no, I, love, I love again. It was it really worked. I was like, what is the word I'm looking for? I have to think about it, and then you know, and then it came to uh, to me. So. That was cool.
0: I love that. It's uh, the way you described it makes me think of just a very non sequitur here, but makes me think of the dog in the movie up where he all of a sudden sees a squirrel (laughs) and goes a different direction. Like that's how I feel like you get something just pops and you're like, Oh, I want to explore that. um, Which is, which is always kind of fun and exciting.
1: Yeah. And it's funny. I'm like, does that dog have ADHD? I don't know. Like that's funny. Um, But I, I see what you mean. No, absolutely. Same. It's, it's like, and how often do we listen to that, too? I'm just thinking about that now as you're saying this. I'm not I don't even like sometimes you're like, oh, I don't have time or whatever. Oh, but it's today I'm in the mood, you know, so maybe I will take a little uh, side trip, you know?
0: Yeah. A jaunt. I love it.
1: That uh, is, uh, yeah. A jaunt.
0: <laughs> well, you talked about the fact that obviously since you did Sunday and Into the Woods, there have been many productions uh, of those shows and obviously a uh, a very recent Tony nominated revival of Into the Woods that is now out on tour. As you and, and I don't know how many of these you see on a regular basis. I know you have done other productions of Into the Woods, but you know, but as this show continues to have a life in both shows, you know, actually, but specifically this one because it is so prevalent in the conversation right now, mm-hmm. is there is there a feeling of this this legacy, I think, because so much of that show to me is about passing things on to the next generation. And when you see kids of all ages playing Little Red and up into, you know, now where um, Julie Lester is now nominated for a Tony for the role, like, is there, is there lessons that you think are passed down either directly or just from the, the, the role itself that, transcend the generations and and the different eras of of Little Reds that started with you and go all the way now to, I think Katie Garagetti is on tour with the show now?
1: Uh, definitely, because the themes are universal and are ageless. You know, it's it's in the writing. I mean, I know I created the role. I mean, I was the first person to perform the role. And obviously, you know, it's in the writing and there is somewhat of a collaboration because, you know, you can't help but bring yourself to it. But um, I think that the, th- the themes in the show and what we talk about and the growing up and the discovery and the lessons that are learned are completely something that, that transcend all of um, that's transcend time and place. You know, I mean, I can, I, I just don't think, you know, and what I love is like seeing the reaction to the revival is that there are people who haven't seen it live. You know, you forget that there are younger people. Never and plus Broadway coming back after the pandemic, people are so excited. The fact that people got so excited about theater again and that really helped and really spurred them on because it is so beloved by so many people. Having seen DVDs or other productions, it, that's like so exciting to me that you know people are really it's bringing so much, so much joy and so much excitement. The many many like you said, many generations who haven't seen it, Um and. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I just I think like they, the right the way it's written and, and, the you know, the music and the and the story are so how is how will that ever go out of style? You know, what I mean, like those lessons that are learned and taught in the show and about getting what you want and how you, you know, maintain, you know, your own identity and and like what happens when you get everything you want. I think that that's never that's something that will never go away, you know. Does that make sense? And yeah, also absolutely. growing up. Hello, we all grow up. Exactly. And it's like, how does it change? That definitely changes generation to generation. There's a different definition of like, you know, kids today are so different than we were, than I was when I was that age. And But it's all, again, it's all those feelings that are coming, you know, into, into you know, that happen to you while you're going through that time period in your life. So um, I really think that's the answer to that. Uh, but I love that people are so excited about it. That's the biggest thing for me. It's like seeing, talking to someone I know who's like, my daughter's never seen the show live. And she was like 15. And I said, that is beyond exciting, you know? And because it has, like I said, this reputation and people love it so much that like they're gonna flock to see it. That's just like thrilling to me. It's wonderful.
0: And I always love it. And maybe you have some insight on this. I always love when parents take kids to see that show specifically thinking it's a fairy tale. And then they get to act, and then they get to act two, and uh, completely blows their mind as to what they're saying. I always enjoy that quite a bit uh, for the for the for those life lessons that come smacking down beyond the framework of the traditional fairy tale. Of but.
1: Um, well, especially this many years after the original. I'm like, yeah. Did didn't you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like come on, do a little research. It's just funny. But like, yeah, no, I completely agree with you.
0: Yeah, but that's always always fun. And one of the things that you mentioned in uh in all of the promotional materials about this is that, you know, one of the things that you will be discussing is working with Steven Sondheim and, and being backstage with him not for One of his iconic shows, but two of his iconic shows. Obviously, he is now gone and not that Sondheim has ever left the consciousness of, you know, theater audiences and specifically New York theater audiences. But Mm -hmm. since his passing and even maybe a little bit before with the company revival, there has been so much attention to his work and, and so many of these revivals coming with merrily coming back later this year, if you could distill the relationship that you had working with him uh, on both of these shows to either one lesson or one story or one instance or one interaction, are you able to actually do that from all of those, those years working with him? No,
1: no, <laughs> I'm like, no. no, no. I mean, I, I, I don't know how you do that. I mean, it's, they're so, It's so much. And it's also like, for me, lessons, I mean, for everyone, like I said, when different things hit you at different times based on where you are, I mean, talk about like, obviously things are going to have an impact on you much differently when you're 10 rather than when you're 15 or then 20 or 25. So the lessons and the the messages that come back, they morph a little bit for me as I grow up. I mean, obviously at the time I didn't have kids. And then, as you grow up and you yeah. revisit these this material or these songs, and you think about children or the legacy you're passing on, and how something else something strikes a different chord, and and it's really beautiful. It's like a beautiful moment, and that's that's what's so amazing. But I think you sort of struck on something earlier when you said that sounds so. What did you say, Sondheimian? <laughs> what, is, what was the word you? used?
0: I think about, I said that. I don't know if it's a real word or not, but it works.
1: Yes, it does work for me. I just, I think back to Sunday and the creation of art and how art isn't easy and just have to keep, I don't know, just keep moving forward, just keep rediscovering. I just, that's, I don't know why, but like I I always come back to those earlier lessons of like what is it like to create art or but just to be an artist, but that's also a human being. It's like how do we deal with obstacles and things that are thrown at us? We just have to, you can't just suppress it, but you have to, learn how to live with it and move through it and take you to the next opportunity or the next anything, you know, and that's as a human and as an artist. Um, And I feel like Sunday just really strikes a chord with me. I was so young and I just, the lessons I continue to visit and like the different things, the different ways it impacts me over the years is really something I'm very grateful for.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, let's, let's wrap up here with, Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's a perfect answer for that. Uh, but I do want to uh, pivot back a little bit to the show coming up on Saturday, May twentieth, mm-hmm. and Sunday the twenty first, uh, both at seven p.m. at the Green mm-hmm. Room Forty Two. You have talked about wanting to, you know, kind of give some insight into who you are at this moment uh, and 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 this time in your life and in your career, without giving away. You know, like the whole message of the show, or you know whatever lessons you want to you know or insights you want to give to the audience. But as people are are getting ready to come to the concert and and see this show that you are putting together, what is it that you hope they they take away about you or about your your story or about your career or your life um, that they might not have coming into the uh, to the green
1: room on uh, over the weekend? That's a really good question. I think I I'm definitely someone I'm a fan of I'm going to put something out there and sort of, you know, it's open to a little bit of interpretation based on where you are as an audience member for sure. And I know that I'm not being evasive. I promise. I just think that it's hard because it's, I'm not, I I know I'm I'm not, I don't feel in danger of giving anything away. I think it's just, we're all people. We're just doing our best. We're trying and we live and we have full lives and, work affects us as people people our personal lives affect our work and just how it's like, how that's all just, you're, you're a person, you're, you have many sides to you and it's how we live and how we breathe and how we move forward and grow up and how we continue to just try to do, you know, follow our passion and follow, you know, our hearts and listen to that. And that's, you know, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, it's really hard because I haven't, you know, you can tell I haven't had to answer that question so well for for myself, but it's really, no, it's something where, I mean, I really think that's the lesson is that we're just, you know, people are multifaceted and how do we bring all those sides together to create and to like live? That's, that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. And I think we often forget that, that Artists are people, too, whether those are performers like we see on screen and stage or whether those are the writers, you know, the WGA writers who are striking. Like, I think this is part of the conversation that we often don't get into nearly enough when it comes to art. Uh, And I, I think that's a very valuable lesson to. To give people this weekend, so Daniel, thank you so much for chatting. I this has been uh, delightful, and I'm uh, very excited that you are going to have your solo concert debut, and hopefully that means that there <laughs> will be many more in the future, uh, in some form or fashion. So.
1: I mean, be- I guess I'm happy you're surprised. It's the first time. It's weird because even when you said that, I was like, "Wait, how how old am I?" Like it's funny, <laughs> but I really appreciate you having me. I like I like talking about it. I'm happy. I'm doing it. I feel good-ish about you know it's, it's like I said it's a little scary <laughs> sure. so um, I plan on and trying to enjoy myself a bit that's the goal <laughs> yeah. and telling my story that's the thing I'm like just get in there play the song play the scene. Um, that's what I tell my students all the time as a teacher so there you go